0: Welcome to the Midweek Mission Ridge podcast known as Footnotes. Footnotes is here to give you some of the stuff that we didn't have time to cover in the sermon and encourage you to dig in deeper as you study the text. So let's dive in and check out what's in the footnotes. Welcome to another episode of Footnotes. Glad to have you with us on the podcast this week. A little holiday special here coming at you from all over the countryside. Uh, we're... We'll see how this turns out. This could be be interesting. So good. So So good, Rob. Rob is eating dark chocolate while we're starting this. You know, I wish I'd been tracking how many times Rob is either drinking or eating something when I start the intro to the podcast. (laughs) I feel like that would have been a worthwhile thing to track. I just didn't know that it was going to be back in the day when we started this shenanigree. That could be a so. twenty twenty goal or twenty twenty two goal. <clears throat> maybe, maybe that's what we'll do. I don't I don't know. All right. Well, uh yeah, so that's how how is that dark chocolate?
1: Ma'am. It's eighty five percent chocolate. Oh my. Oh.
0: Dark chocolatey so- rich goodness.
1: Hmm. You know, the only thing that would be better right now is some footnoty goodness to go with this.
0: Oh well, let's uh, let's go ahead and fix that then. You know, that's what your heart desired, right, Rob? Uh, mm-hmm. Let's let's just start off by talking about that. Um, I used a a passage out of Deuteronomy fourteen. We're actually going to talk about this passage a decent amount today. Um. So. Uh the, the passage says that, you know, you're going to bring all your tithes to Jerusalem and uh, to the place that God chooses to make his name dwell is what it says, which ended up being Jerusalem, as we all know. And then you proceed to eat and have a gigantic potluck uh, with everyone. Um, if you can't carry all the produce, though, you're supposed to sell it, take the money, bind it to your hand. I, I don't know why that's just six in my mind, but you have to bind it to your hand. Uh, and then you bring that money with you. And in verse 26, it says, And spend the money on whatever you desire, oxen, sheep, wine, or strong drink, whatever your appetite craves, is the ESV. Um, uh, the NIV, I think, and other translations will just repeat the whatever you desire, whatever your heart desires. Uh, and you shall eat it there before the Lord your God and rejoice, you and your household. Um, and that's just a—it's a really interesting um, juxtaposition to what we're used to a lot of times in Christianity, many traditions of Christianity. In fact, I would say most traditions of our, our, our evangelical Christianity in America have some form of "no, what your heart desires is bad, right? Yep. Uh. You know, whether that be uh, drinking, foreboding, Um, you know, it it says there in in the strong drink, uh, I believe that shikar is the Hebrew word. And that's uh, a strong fermented beverage. Um, Might be a, we might call that a beer today, Um, a strong beer. Uh, And they obviously had wine back then, so it could be that too. but it's this this idea of whatever you whatever you want, whether that be dark chocolate or you know, an ox. It's on my wish list this year. Um, that's 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 what you want for Christmas is an ox. Uh, Jen wants it. You heard it here first. Uh, so that's just a it, it's a really interesting. It's an interesting verse, and I think a lot of us we would skip over that. Um, in a lot of church tri- traditions, that would be uncomfortable, and I think that that it, it obviously weighs into our um, conversation of celebrating because you know how do we go about celebrating? Do we celebrate well? Are we just uh, observing the festival and, and going through things? Are we observing advent or Christmas? Um, is it Is it truly a celebration or do we get more excited for, I don't know, the Super Bowl or Mardi Gras? It, it, you know, which one's, which ones in your mind when you say celebration, when I say party celebration and then I give you the choice between Christmas Eve and or Advent and Mardi Gras, which one of those has a stronger um, connotation of celebration or party? Mardi Gras.
1: Hmm. Mardi Gras is not that big for me, just from the standpoint that I've never.
0: Never celebrated, sure.
1: Never personally celebrated, so I don't have a personal connection to it.
0: But in your mind, like imagery of Mardi Gras, you're thinking, oh, that's a big riotous party, right? Yes, yes. So, I and, and I don't think, and I'm not saying that our Christmas celebration or any, you know, that we should have a Mardi Gras celebration per se, but our, our religious observances and when we celebrate our God, it should be something that, you know, the speakers are turned up all the way and we're having a good time whatever that, you know, now, obviously there's morality that still like, it, it's, it's not, there's, there's a balance there. I think, you know, Rob, you said there was a pendulum that swings.
1: Right. Yeah. There's a, uh, you know, I, I think early in life, uh, in our youth, oftentimes we can overindulge, you know, especially, uh, sometimes people, when they, when they get out of their home uh, that they grew up under and get out from the rules that they were used to and they're trying to figure out what their own rules are, the, the pendulum swings sometimes away from the restrictions and it swings probably too far. And, and then the person kind of goes, like for me, I, I came to appreciate, uh, you know, some of the things that uh, my larger family Valued. Uh, I remember one Christmas celebration with my larger family. Uh, we did the, we sang the Twelve Days of Christmas as as part of our celebration. And my cousin and I uh, were we represented day one, right? Okay. And so we enthusiastically jumped up 12 times and sang a beer. All right. That's awesome. And uh, my dad pulled me aside (laughs) and said, you know, some of the family didn't appreciate that. And uh, he was right. Uh, some of the family did not appreciate that, and uh, I should have been—I uh, should have thought of them I, in my own celebration. But um,
0: sure.
1: But yeah, the pendulum sometimes can, can swing um, from one side to the other. Either uh, no rules at all, nor no no moral compass at all um to um to a very strict you know almost to the point of no one having any fun and 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 i know some people when they listen to this they're like well that's not me i mean i have fun um sure and so yeah The, the the but that I I do think culturally we struggle with what does celebration look like within the church. I mean, we know what it looks like and and we seem to have it figured out outside the church. But when we try to do it within the church, sometimes we're like, this feels awkward because I might get in trouble. And Mm -hmm. and, uh, this verse here, I think maybe should flavor our conversation a little bit. Yep. Now, when it says to bind the money to your hand, I this is a very intentional passage. Oh yeah. Uh, Tithing for that culture. uh, Trying to think of the term. uh, Well, it's probably much. It's probably more related to what you're used to uh, being agricultural. Logan, mm. compared to what I'm used to, like like I'm I'm very used to uh, getting a tie or getting a monthly paycheck or a bi weekly paycheck, and so therefore my tithe is either monthly or bi weekly, but your family has had probably some experience of of having a a large once a year sure. sum of money come in because of <clears throat> because of how Connected you are, you are to agricultural.
0: Yeah, or agriculture. Um, yeah, we we had a, I mean the fish hatchery has a pretty consistent flow. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, jeez, that was, <laughs> I'm on a pun kick. My goodness, um, that was fishy. Um, oh gosh. So we, you know, that's pretty consistent. But but you think about harvest. You know, you have a big harvest. You know, and you get a big check at the end when you do the, car, the corn harvest or the potatoes come in or whatever. Um, and I know in Moscow on the Palouse with the wheat, a lot of those farmers, we got to experience that a lot too. Um, so, yeah, it is that kind of a big lump sum a lot of times. Um, and so that, you know, that's probably as close as we get nowadays to what they're experiencing then. I'm saying, yeah, you have all of this, this grain, which is a little bit of a segue into, uh, I, we could talk about this festival in where it's talking about this tithe, what you this tithing festival kind of, where that occurs in those seven festivals um, to, uh, to the best of my knowledge, um, which I, I will put an asterisk here, I could be wrong, Um, because this is a little bit convoluted at times. Um, And these festivals get called a lot of different things. But to the best of my knowledge, uh, and best I can tell, this um, Deuteronomy 14 passage is referring to Shavuot, or the Feast of Weeks, which is that Thanksgiving for the end of harvest. Um, And they would do the anniversary of receiving the law. Um, Now, Ray... Vanderlyn, when he's describing this one, says they would uh, gather on the southern stairs. It's one of the one of the pilgrimage ones. They brought their offerings of wheat to the temple and celebrated the good harvest God had given. In true tradition, true thankfulness to God was best shown by giving to others. So, when the grain was harvested, the corners of the field were left standing to be gleaned by the poor. The people also celebrated the giving of the law. This ritual paralleled Israel's history, which began the deliverance from Egypt on Passover and concluded when they received the law. So that was Shavuot. And this happened 50 days after Passover. Um, so this is their... They would, they would get together for this, the end of their season. There's a bit of a break there. Um,
1: <clears throat> now I did some reading then, and they read this passage during both Shavuot and the Feast of Boots. Okay. Which is which is done in the fall. And there was an early and a late harvest. And so I believe that sure. depending on when the what was being harvested at the time, they would
0: Okay. They would tie so they do the, this for. So they do this for both.
1: Yeah, and, and they may have done it for all three there there may have been a reason to tithe at any of the
0: festivals
1: that they traveled for. You wouldn't huh. want to go you wouldn't want to travel that far and not have food to eat.
0: Oh sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that you would know, make that would make sense.
1: They didn't have McDonald's back then, so hmm.
0: what? Okay, so Booths. Booths is also Sukkot. Uh was the other name of that one. Or Feast of Tabernacles, that was the tent one. Yep. Okay, that, that actually makes a lot of sense, mm-hmm. um, and that might clarify some of the uh, why it was seemed like it was showing up in multiple places, or could have applied to. That makes a lot of sense there. Yeah. Um,
1: but again, cool. uh, When they uh, when they're making this pilgrimage, and they're tying, you know, like they they. They they sell some of their goods, and they take the money and they tie it to their hand. They're not forgetting about the tithe. They're not getting to the temple and going, oh, yeah. yeah um, let me see what. Uh, how much, Han, How much did you
0: bring? Right. I think I got a couple twenties in my wallet. Right.
1: Yeah, it was very intentional. Uh, there's even, and, I've, and I can't remember where it's at, but there was even a proclamation that they would make mm. that went with their tithe, went with their offering, okay. and it was something that they had to, they had to have this prepared statement or this prepared proclamation. This, you know, they they were, it wasn't a passive experience is an active experience and so uh it that's mm. something that kind of drives the way uh, i look at, at tithing i always first of all for me it's it's a an offering of first fruits it's 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 the first thing that i do i don't pay the bills and then figure out how much i have left mm-hmm. i yeah. i tithe based off of what i what comes in and then I figure out how to pay the bills. It and you know, have there been tough seasons? Yes. Have I met God in those tough seasons? Absolutely. And and so I wouldn't do it any other way. But uh so it's it's something that I do first and I and I try to be very intentional about it. I, I I'm very cognizant of hey, you know, you know, like for me, my paychecks hit my bank account and I go look to make sure it happened, but it just happens automatically, right? I, it's not something that someone hands to me. It's been years since someone has handed me a paper check, and I had to drive down to the bank and fill out a deposit slip, and you know deposit. Like it's not been years; it's been decades. Right. It's been at least ten years and maybe twenty years since I've had to deposit a paycheck on the mm. regular. And so, for me to still be intentional, it's the way I budget, it's the way um, I make sure that I tithe first i I just want I want to honor this kind of this tradition. you know, this is a four thousand year old tradition of of thanking God for all that we all that He's given us. Mm-hmm.
0: I dig it. All right. So that's that Deuteronomy 14 passage. I think we've we have fully fully fleshed that one out. Um at least for now. Yeah. At least for now. we can always probably come back to that. But let's talk about uh let's get some footnoty goodness out of this uh Second Chronicles um story Tale of Tale of Hezekiah. Uh Good old King Hezekiah. So um, this was this was dumb luck that we came aco- that we came across this. Um, it felt like Rob when we were because I think it was on Wednesday we were talking about something, and we thought up the. Um, you mentioned something about the kings and Hezekiah, or one you know one of those re instituted the festivals. Yeah. And so I went back and started looking through this and realized like, oh shoot, this is this is exactly the story that we need for this sermon. Like this is this is talking about celebrating. That's awesome. Um, it was so good. I I I love this story now a lot. Um When we a lot a lot. When
1: we did our
0: uh
1: Life Transformer group when we read through First and second Kings. I it was just when I came to that section, I'm going. Oh. Passover is a big deal to the Jews. Why 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 am I not seeing it in the story of the kings?
0: Nowhere to be found. Yeah. Uh I think and I think I like the Chronicles rendition i'm gonna use the word rendition perspective here. perspective, perspective. <laughs> the, yeah but yeah I, I like the i like the telling of it in chronicles maybe a little bit more than kings um it just it it kind of sticks in my mind a little bit more perhaps but um one thing that i i, I didn't get the throne of the sermon but i really liked um is so he he invites all of the, Hezekiah sends out this letter, right? They all decide we're going to invite everybody, even the people we don't like, which let's just take a moment and apply that to all of our holiday dinners and and our parties and like I'll let you guys mull over who you don't want to invite to the party. Uh invite Rob I'll even like... if you
1: don't like him. Oh, there you go. <laughs>
0: uh uh so he sends out this edict, right? These letters go out, and, and it reads, People of Israel, return to God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, that he may return to you uh, who are left, who have escaped from the hand of the kings of Assyria. Do not be like your parents and your fellow Israelites who were unfaithful to the Lord, the God of their ancestors, so that he made them an object of horror, as you, as you see. Do not be stiff-necked as your ancestors were. Submit to the Lord. Come to his sanctuary where he has consecrated forever. Serve the Lord your God so that his fierce anger will turn away from you. If you return to the Lord, then your fellow Israelites and your children will be shown compassion by their captors and will return to this land. For the Lord your God is gracious and compassionate. He will not turn his face from you if you return to him. Is that not a party invite or what? Oh, man. (laughs) Man. Oh, man. Hey, Rob. 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 Quit being stiff-necked. Come to my holiday party. <laughs>
1: you foolish man, you. <laughs> uh,
0: the Don't. next time I'm inviting somebody to Christmas Eve, <coughs> yo, quit being stiff-necked like your ancestors before you. Submit to the Lord. Get to my party. <laughs> also, there's a white elephant gift exchange. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I just I love that.
1: Uh, I I just can't imagine a better invite.
0: I, and and so they send this out, right? And then the next verse: the couriers went from town to town in Ephraim and Manasseh as far as Zebulun. And I alluded to this, but people scorned and ridiculed them. Nevertheless, some from Asher, Manasseh, and Zebulun humbled themselves and went to Jerusalem. So, but they but they got scorned by people. Even hmm. with this, like that's a that's a good invite. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Um, so it, like, it's just not gonna, some people aren't going to get it, I guess, maybe, but some people are going to be Grinches. Maybe that's the, right the takeaway, but, uh, I love that. And then uh, as I'm reading through, I started to, I had to add up the, just how many bulls and, and sheep, 2000 bulls and 17,000 sheep for the extra party. That is so insane. For the after party. Um, it, I don't think they gave numbers for the uh, initial—they just say the slaughter of the Passover lamb on the 14th day of the second month. Um, And there's a lot of them. They weren't all consecrated or whatever, but they they do tell you—they give numbers on how much extra they do at the end, which I think is a little telling. Mm -hmm. So, but the—
1: Well, I think we've all experienced on some level trying to invite people into— uh, a celebration of God in some way, shape or form and, and met someone's disdain. Like, do we have to do that now? Do, do, do we have to do it like that? Is really today? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I think it takes a lot of courage to lead like that. Uh, Hezekiah, as a king, I he's, he's calling to people that he has little influence over mm-hmm. uh, cuz he he's he's writing to the 10 northern tribes and and he's actually calling for healing of the the people of God the the family Israel as a whole the the 12 brothers that you know and so that that's what he's calling to and to lead like that is fantastic
0: yes indeed and and i love i love the way that he prays for him at the like and i and i use that in the sermon this prayer of may the god may the lord who is good pardon everyone who sets their heart on seeking god the lord the god of their ancestors even if they're not clean according to the rules of the sanctuary like these people came in they're wanting to get back in line god I pray that they are like you are. You are seeing them in this. They're trying. I, I. That's that's so different from so many of the other, uh, I guess real leaders and and prayers and and reactions. I think of uh, in Nehemiah, you know, when the people that don't get it want to come help with uh oh, what's his name, uh, Z- Zerubbabel right they come and show up and they want to help Zerubbabel rebuild things and rebuild the temple because they they worship Yahweh too and he's like no you guys don't you guys don't have the right theology uh and he gets he gets angry about it and sends them away that's completely opposite of of what we see with Hezekiah here um oddly enough Hezekiah is before this or before that but uh but I, I just love the—I th- I feel like the heart of this prayer and the heart of Hezekiah in that people are trying to celebrate. Let them celebrate. Um, and we'll work, on, we'll work on getting them purified as we go along. But, uh, like, let's celebrate what they're doing. Um, and, and God hears that. And then, then we get this weird bit that I really still have nothing—I have no idea what to do with this. Uh, we'll see if you guys have any opinions. But then the Lord heard Hezekiah and healed the people—
1: well, that's what I think. I think it's the
0: it's the tribes. Is it is it that that's the bringing them together?
1: I I think it's the it's 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 starting because when they come back, like they will get deported. To, so he's talking about some survived Assyria, Syria. So some have already been deported. Some survived. Um, and that's who he's 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 writing to a remnant, right? Mm-hmm. Um, But Babylon's going to come in. But once they come back from Babylon and Babylon takes over the people, takes over Syria and and Israel. And so once they come back, it's not the 10 and the two. It's it's Israel. They're unified again. This is 300 years, roughly 300 years after the split of the north and the south. So this is, like, they have it, the people of the north have not worshipped God, according to Torah, according to the first five books of the Bible, longer than we've been a nation. Mm. Hmm. That's why they showed up and they weren't prepared. Like, they they are repenting from something that's a sin that's 300 years old, roughly 300 years. Gotcha.
0: I could see that you're that could be one of the translations. Um, so the, the word is um, rafa. I'm probably butchering that. R-A-P-A is a possible way of spelling it, but rafa is the... The transliteration uh, and it's fifty-seven times as heal, five times as physician, one time is cure, and one time is repaired, and then three times miscellaneous. Oh, just random, I guess. I don't know what that means. I've never seen that. Hmm. All right, uh, but it's it's kind of usages to heal or make healthful. Um, there's a couple breakdowns of possible options there, but uh, three of them. Um, call nifal and peel i guess i don't know i'm looking on blue letter bible here uh one of the hurts of nations involving restored favor of national hurts to be healed Mm. of national hurts or to heal a nation a national defect or hurt so there there is a um there there's there's kind of it gets used in that manner so that very much could be uh the usage of what it's of what it's doing there I that just that hadn't occurred to me at all. I love that though mm-hmm. um, the Lord heard Hezekiah and unified the people might be a another way of saying that then maybe that's fantastic
1: wow. wow
0: that is so good like that mm, I love this story more and more. this is so good
1: yeah <laughs> yeah and this is the importance of celebration
0: yeah and 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 i you know i'm just i'm really glad that i went on just once again i just flipped the page and i caught the beginning of 31 um that when all this had ended the israelites who went out of town or who were who were there went out of the towns of judah smashed the sacred stones and cut down the asherah poles they destroyed the high places and altars throughout judah and benjamin and in ephraim and manasseh so even though ephraim because it's mentioned, like no one from Ephraim is what it kind of alludes mm-hmm. to. Uh, they all scorned the invite. So even though all of all of Ephraim's Asheripols and sacred stones got got thrown down, yeah. Um, and after they had destroyed all of them, the Israelites returned to their own towns and their own property. Which I think points back to that healing of the nation, if they're willing to like forsake the false gods that they were worshipping sure yeah yeah I, I I love that so good stuff about celebrating you know what good can come from a party I'm that I'm gonna I'm gonna remember that one for a hot minute
1: well yeah. and I believe uh, Ephraim kind of turned their nose because that's where uh, Samaria that's where mm-hmm. that's where the woman that, that's at where the they well. set
0: up the yeah um that's where they set the up the right yep set up the second the second worship place, right, right, and so they were probably probably a little more closely tied to it. that makes sense, yeah,
1: yeah mm. oh are you gonna go worship Except. there instead of here yep,
0: yep, cool, love it, well, anything else you guys want to chime in on?
1: Uh, yeah, the only only thought I've got is is maybe ask yourself the question this year, what kind of healing does God want to do through our celebrations? Mm. What relationships do we want to see restored? And what could our part be in that?
0: That's mm. good. Muy bueno, muy bueno. That's some Christmasy footnote footnotey Christmasy goodness right there. Mm-hmm. At least eighty five percent dark cocoa. Oh, at least so Jen's smooth. Jen's not happy about that. So smooth. I'll let you guys enjoy it. I'll figure something else out. More for us. Yep. More for us. Fantastic. All right. Well, we'll catch you next time. Peace. Bye. You've been listening to Footnotes on the Mission Rich Podcast. For more information about Mission Ridge, please visit our website at missionridge.church. Thanks for tuning in. We hope the rest of your week is straight up hashtag blessed and that you'll join us again next week for more footnotes.